0: soundly so right now our listeners get 30% off headspace's entire library of meditations just go to headspace.com sleep pod for 30% off your subscription but only until may 12th this is the best deal offered right now head to headspace.com sleeppod today this is the smart passive income podcast with pat flynn session number 269 let's do this thing
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later.
0: And now your host. Most of his closet consists of t-shirts from startup companies, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Paflin here, and thank you so much for joining me in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Super stoked you're here, and I'm really excited for this interview because it's a very unique one. We are interviewing one of the four co-founders of a company called Chubbies. Now, what does Chubbies do? They sell men's shorts. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, how interesting can an interview from a company about shorts can be? Well, this has been one of the most inspiring interesting and and educational interviews I've done in a while because Tom over at uh, Chubby's is going to reveal exactly how they've been able to build this massive, massive brand and almost cult-like following for their product and how they've they've been able to uh, use content to do that and how they empower their community and how just now this company spreads like wildfire because of word of mouth. And it's just Really inspiring, especially for me now that I'm creating a physical product very soon. But I think for anybody, you know, you want to create a sense of culture, you want to create that kind of word of mouth uh, recognition, and, and and you know, this is this is exactly what you need to listen to. Um, what's really cool also about this is is the meaning behind what they do and how they portray that and how. They are, like I said, bringing this community together in a way that grows the brand, but just, again, empowers the people who are actually their customers. So we're going to talk a lot about that. So let's not wait any further. This is Tom from Chubbies.com. Let's do this. Hey, what's up, guys? Pat here with Tom from Chubbies, or chubbyshorts.com Tom, thank you, and welcome to the SPI podcast. Thanks for being here.
1: Absolutely, Pat. Thanks for having me.
0: So you and I, uh, actually, this is the first time we've spoken, but I've heard about Chubby so many times from my good friend Matt, who many of the listeners know, uh, who is my partner in a number of businesses and who also, his company's helped you with your website design. And first of all, when Matt first introduced chubbyshorts.com to me, I was like, okay, retail store, clothes, okay, whatever. And then I went to the site and I was just immediately blown away from, immediately I started to understand like the personality of chubbies and the culture and then i went over to your instagram i'm like holy crap three hundred thousand followers and and you sell shorts like what's that like for (laughs) you i mean you, you founded this amazing company with so much like such a great following and a huge culture behind it like what what's what's that been like for you
1: I mean, it's amazing. You know, for us, it's all about the community and it's all about, uh, you know, giving people a good time. And so that's what we try and do on the website, on our Instagram account, on our Facebook, on our Snapchat. Um, it's, it's entirely about having fun and uh, making jokes and, uh, and, you know, building, you know, yeah, a men's short shorts company. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it's in its own right, it's just so awesome that we have this community of people that we can connect with that love our product, love the content that we put out. So yeah, it's, it's just, you know, very, very, uh, very awesome. And very fortunate for us as a business. How
0: did you, how did you get started with chubbies?
1: Yeah. So, so, uh, there's, there's four total co-founders, um, of the business. So I'm one of them. And, and we got started because we were all just good buddies. And honestly, we all wore short shorts and, uh, and we all had like different, like legendary pairs of short shorts. And, uh, <laughs> They were like passed down from dads, uncles, you know, salvaged from bins at, at thrift stores. And and everyone had their like marquee pair that they would wear, you know, on the weekends when everyone went on trips or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and it just started to kind of evolve into an ethos and a brand. Um, And kind of the other side of that is that... that men's fashion when we were starting was just really unrelatable. It was, it was washboard abs, cologne covered shirtless, uh, guys, you know, hawking, (laughs) hawking, you know, tight t-shirts and cargo shorts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we didn't really relate with that. And so, so this kind of, uh, you know, the product was, was so obvious to us because we couldn't find it anywhere. We were just so passionate about it and loved it. And, um, and the brand started to evolve out of that kind of that feeling of of everything's just a little too serious in the world of men's fashion, and so we started to work on you know what's the sort of content that we can put out, what's the sort of messaging we can put behind it, and um, and you know we 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 made I think fifty pairs and as a as a group just like on a whim to try and see if we could sell them, um, and we went up to to the shores of Lake Tahoe in California and uh and you know we had a plan to set up a booth and uh you know we'd we'd go from from group to group on the beach like marketing them telling people about the product and right when we landed on the beach we had backpacks full of shorts people were running up to us um you know asking to buy them Mm -hmm. Um, and once we sold out of them there people were asking to like trade shorts with us and all this good stuff and and you could immediately tell the product resonated um we launched the website in September of 2011 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's really when kind of the marketing and the content began. And, 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 you know, it was, it was immediately something where um, people could tell it was different, where we, the models that we, that we quote hired were just ourselves. Um, We didn't go out and find like this, you know, pristine kind of male archetype. Um, We wanted to be relatable. We wanted to be fun. Um, and uh, we wrote our emails, we wrote our content like we were writing for our friends. And that was really kind of the, the kernel of, of what we wanted to get is like, like we want to sell products to our friends. Um, and, you know, we want to expand our friend group as much as we can to make sure that we can do that. And so that's kind of what all of our outlets turned into is they're really the personality of the brand. Um, and and, and uh, we think of it as that's the way that we're expanding our community. That's the way. So we're adding kind of more and more friends to this group so that we all feel like, um, you know, we're all buddies in this. And when we meet somebody on the street of, of, you know, one of our storefronts, we know them and they know us and they get our personality, they get our sense of humor and all that good stuff. And so that's really kind of what it's been about from a marketing perspective is evolving that and building that community through content that kind of showcases kind of what we care about and what we think is, is uh, valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm here on your on your website and I scroll down a little bit and then I see what's almost sort of like a, a mission statement or like, hey, this is this is who we are. And it's a big, bold, blue section where you can read and kind of has different yeah. different divisions. And the first thing that I see here is, you know, welcome to Chubbies. Here's what we what we believe. We believe in the weekend and then a bunch of other ones. And, I, and, and I'm here on your Instagram as well. And it says, hey, the weekend has arrived. So what, what what's this weekend deal and, and why is that important?
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, the the work week uh, is encroaching more and more and more on the weekend, and the weekend is something we need to to protect and savor. Um, And so, we really do think about it as this like battle between us and the work week, and cell phones starting to you know creep up on more and more of our lives, constantly staying connected on email, constantly staying connected on whatever messaging platform you use, um, and we are fighting the fight of. Uh, you know, let's expand the times where we're having fun and the times where we're hanging out with friends and hanging out with family. Um, and that's, you know, so important to us and, so, and the the guiding light behind everything that we do. And that's the weekend. That's, that's when you're not stressed about your career or what you're doing next or how you're going to make your next buck and you're, 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 you're taking time to uh, enjoy life. Um, and that's really, you know, if we could provide a service to anybody, that's what we want to do with our clothes, with our content, um, we want it to be that kind of instant, um, levity. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and the weekend is, is, is that to us. Um, the weekend is that release that Friday at five feeling, you know, you, you are, you are free and, uh, that's, that's exactly kind of the feeling that we wanted to hit on. Um, so yeah, that's why we, that's why we harp on the weekend, uh, so much It's just, that's the, that's the most important thing in the world to us.
0: Right. Well, it sums it up perfectly. I think whoever came up with that uh or perhaps it was just sort of organically kind of popped out it, it's it's just it, it sums it up perfectly and i'm curious in terms of the uh marketing strategy and trying to figure out what has been working marketing wise to expand your brand like i'm sure it's changed over time what were some of the key moments in the life of chubby so far that have really sort of hockey stick sort of uh, grew the the business and the exposure what, what were some of those things that kind of really started to work really well for you
1: Yeah. So I'd say here, you know, we're, we're one part lucky and one part good. I'd say the lucky part is that we were able to put out content that people liked. Um, and you know, I've, I had never marketed before in my life. Um, I'd written a ton of emails to my buddies, Mm -hmm. um, but I had not written emails in any corporate sense, um, nor run any advertising. So, um, you know, being able to write and connect with an audience, um, and, and, and start to you know realize that people out there think like I do and all that kind of stuff was, was, was lucky, you know, for us. And then, um, so that was kind of the basis of, of the website when we built it. Um, and when we launched in September, we launched in the fall and, and right into winter. And so that's not short season. We weren't seeing, you know, the hockey, the hockey stick growth there, but what we did is right in the kind of January, February timeframe, um, we started writing emails and sending them out to social groups on college campuses. Um, So fraternities, um, any sort of business groups, any sort of social groups that we could find where we could find their contact info. We just emailed them and said, Hey, this is what we're doing. Um, If anybody is interested in working with us or becoming an ambassador for us, um, let us know. Um, And, and, you know, 90% of the time when we got a reply, the person was like, yes, I know somebody and it's me, you know, like (laughs) choose me as your, as your account rep or whatever. And, um, and basically the reason was they just, they had read the website and they connected with the email and they said, this sounds ridiculous. Um, and, and so that group was about 30 people. Um, yeah, but they, they were immediately a source of kind of, more drive and more directive. Um, and, and then also meanwhile, we'd have been acquiring customers just organically, um, which is still always our biggest customer acquisition channel is just organic word of mouth. Um, and, and so those two things happened kind of coincidentally as we got to critical mass, we also got these guys involved Mm -hmm. and we had, we saw our first spring. Um, and that's when, you know, we had bought the inventory to, to get, get us through the following summer and we sold out of it within two months. So, or two weeks, sorry. Two
0: so weeks. inventory
1: that was supposed to last us six, six months lasted us two weeks. Um, and so that's really kind of the first moment. Um, as we've gone along, we've seen a lot of other kind of huge wins for us. So last year was another big win for us kind of in, the more, in a more uh, advanced sense is last year we did 350 million video views um on facebook and across kind of our channels and that was a huge win in terms of from the content perspective and that was something where um, we've we had been working on content for a long time um for for all five years five and a half years that we've been running the business and last year was the year where we really unlocked it um and and uh, you know once again it's it's this one part lucky one part good is we were lucky because we were able to bring in some extremely talented people And, you know, our content team is pound for pound. I'd put them up against any creative team out there Um, and, and, you know, really started gelling. We brought in um, two new hires like almost a year and a half ago and um, really started upping kind of both the output rate and also just like the creativity. Um, And, and that's kind of the more qualitative part, but then we also institutionalized, a really concrete um, uh, strategy behind how we understand content the metrics we're interested in, and really applied a data driven approach to how we output content and creativity um, and that, that works like gangbusters for us and that was that was another huge moment in kind of the growth of the business um, that that we saw you know that that hockey stick once again
0: mm-hmm. it's obvious that content has become a a major Thing for you guys. I mean, it, it is what has helped you guys get on the map and, and whatnot. And you had mentioned earlier that like you created content that people liked. And how can a person listening to this who has a physical product, especially if they have a physical product, how can they create this kind of uh, awareness of their brand from the content? Like, it's like okay, you're, you're yeah. you, have, you have shorts. Like, what do you even start writing about? And I'm curious how you would address somebody who's just asking themselves that. Like, I have this product. I don't even know what to write about. I, all I know is this product.
1: Yeah. So I'd say like, you know, this is something that i thought about quite a bit. And I'd say like the best analogy that I can give is, is think about the brand like a human being. Think about it like a person with a personality. Um, right. and, and most, more often than not, that personality is going to be yours, right? As the business owner, as the person who's going to be writing or, or creating this content. Right. So, you know, write about the things that you care about. Write about the things that um, have an emotional connection to you. And um, and that's where you'll start to find kernels. Um, and, I, you know, we, we were not knocking it out of the park every time we wrote. But because we were pumped about it, and because we were passionate about it, it enabled us to keep testing and keep driving. Yeah. Um, there's a great book um, on copywriting called Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. It's more about like advertising copywriting um and one of the key tenets is treat it treat writing like just like a job right you have to crank through all sorts of bad ideas all sorts of bad content to actually find stuff that resonates with you and once you find things that resonate with you that's when you need to see if what resonates with you resonates with your audience um and and that's iteration um and it's it's being willing to put content out um and and having having an understanding of how to track metrics and how to understand metrics so if you're putting content out in email it's tracking open rates click rates um you know how people are behaving on the site from that traffic if it's if it's on facebook there's all sorts of metrics that they have Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it's applying that rigor so that you can start to develop your sense of taste um to make sure that your taste lines up with your audience's taste um and so I'd say, yeah, just get started by writing about things that you care about and don't necessarily think about it from a business perspective of, oh, the business has to be saying these things and we have to be endorsing these products and doing this sort of thing um, when you don't necessarily care about that. Um, so I would find that intersection of relates to the brand you're trying to build or the product you're trying to sell, but also you really fundamentally care about it. Um, and it needs to be said almost. Um, And, and start iterating through those concepts and see what starts to resonate and show it to your friends, show it to, you know, groups of people, you know, in your customer base, if you have some customers um, and just start to get feedback and, and that will inform your taste going forward. And that will get you better and better and better. And, you know, like I said, like this is our first, last year was our first year where we really, really uh, eclipsed a, a significant metric in the world of video, Prior to that, you know, I think three years ago, we on an annual basis were targeting, you know, maybe hundred thousand or five hundred thousand views. And this year we did three hundred fifty, or last year we did three hundred fifty million. You know, it's 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 a process. It takes some time to get to uh, the real significant numbers. But if you're putting in the work and you have the passion, um, you already are, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, light years above your competition
0: what was the big difference? If you don't mind sharing between the hundred to 500,000 years versus the 350 uh, million year you had last year.
1: (laughs) It was a combination like, you know, content design is, is really what we've been working on is, is there's this kind of mythical, uh, theory about the creative of like, you know, you go to the creative, the creative outputs, the content that is good. And it's this work of art and you don't question it. Mm -hmm. Um, for us, it's design, right? It's a design process. We, we apply kind of startup methodologies to content design. And really what we are doing is designing content as opposed to creating individual pieces. And so it's this constant interplay with our community of what do they like? And so I'd say first is, you know, we were, we were putting out, you know, things that just people weren't liking um, as much. Um, second is, is platform so um, facebook as a platform is just better for distribution um, for us right. um, at least so in those early days we were working a little bit more on youtube because it was kind of more the video platform du jour right um, but you but but facebook owned the share right so if facebook owns the share and we're trying to create viral video content uh, you really need to go directly to the source of the share um, because they're building out their own video platform. Now they're doing massive amounts of video views. And so it's making sure you understand where your customer is and what the action is you want from your content, um, and designing kind of both the content and the distribution around that. Um, and so those kind of two pieces where the two pieces that started to work for us, um, that that unlocked quite a bit last year.
0: Can you give me an example of one of your more popular videos from last year and kind of what was in that video and also how did that play a role in you know selling more shorts?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I say I'll I'll answer the kind of second part first. So for us, like I said, like the most significant um, way that we're acquiring customers and the way that people are finding out about us is people talking about us
0: That's how I and
1: out. content. Yeah, exactly. And content and the way that the brand comes across is like the number one thing that you can talk about as well as product. And so product is controlled by an amazing, talented group of people at Chubby's that is not me. And so I'm trying to create the conversation in the world of content and marketing. Um, most more less often than not people are you know people are going to be saying hey i saw a great you know vr ad um by these guys Mm -hmm. um what they're going to talk about is content and a piece of content that connects with them um and so so you know that that is like a huge 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 notion and the facebook share is a proxy you can think of it as a proxy for just a real life in-person conversation And so since that's so vital, that's why we invest so much time in our content. Um, And then the first part of things is uh, videos that have done well for us. So ours are always ridiculous. So we made um, kind of inadvertently, we made one of the best performing ads of the Olympics um, or of the kind of big international sporting event. I'm not sure if it's legally allowed to say the O word, but... um,
0: You're fine here, I think.
1: Yeah, but... uh, but uh, at any rate, so so um, we we were trying to think of what is our what does our content play around around that event, around the Olympics, and um, we uh, kind of we wanted something ridiculous, we wanted something eye catching, and so we thought, hey, what about men's synchronized swimming? Uh, that's that's not a sport in the Olympics, and we don't quite know why not, um, and uh, and so we wanted to build a full fully choreographed Fully executed guys wearing nose plugs, the 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 hair caps, and (laughs) looking Mm -hmm. like very authentically pronounced members. And uh, and so we did. We choreographed a full video, and I think we got like the uh, I I can't remember the ranking, but we were in the top ten kind of most watched ads of the Olympics, um, beating out some very hefty competition of people who put you know million you know millions of dollars I'm assuming into their kind of budgets for distribution um and their and their content production and um we spent maybe you know $2,500 on uh a synchronized swimming shoot in you know the backyard of one of our friend's pools um and uh and so and so that was one that comes to mind is like it's really really um low budget where we were competing with monsters um that really it was dependent on this this fun idea and once again not not taking ourselves too seriously
0: yeah, I mean, I I see the ad here now. It's I think it's titled "How do we add men's synchronized swimming to the Summer Games?" Because it's glorious, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I see these yeah, guys exactly. here. I mean, it's it's amazing. How can you not talk about this, right? When when you see it, and I think for the brand and the culture that you've created and the personality, it just fits perfectly. So well, well done to you and the content team. I think it's fantastic. It, it, I think also people listening to this, it's going to help them think out of the box too. And it doesn't mean you have to create something ridiculous, right? It just means you have to create something on brand that will yeah. be talked about essentially is what we're what I'm trying to get out here. And then I also want to talk about what you've done with your community. You've mentioned community a few times and again, it's these things that we normally hear about not related to an article of clothing, but you've somehow been able to amass this amazing community. And I'm I'm sure this stems from the content that you create as well, but how are you even more than the content Um, sort of fostering this community that you've built. And obviously when you have a community and when you have fans, I mean, they're going to, they're going to be there for you. They're going to buy your stuff, but I'm curious, like what are the strategies involved with fostering and and nurturing this community?
1: Yeah. So, so first off it's, you know, for us, like we, we use community for content and social sake. Like we do not, we try not to use it so much for advertising and direct response. So okay. the content that we're putting out and that we're posting organically, uh, is, is not going to be a sell. Uh, we really don't like selling and, and frankly, we're not, we're not that great of salesmen. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, we are, we're better at, you know, uh, content and showing a personality and interacting. Um, and, and that's really where we have fun and, where I think a community starts to form is when they're not constantly being sold to. Um, So I think that's, that's one of the most important things is don't, don't try to sell so much more kind of create the relationship that creates demand. Um,
0: I love that. I mean, that's the thing I've noticed. I'm I'm here on your Instagram page. I've been looking for anything that says like, go here, buy this, or this is on sale. I, I have, I'm like scrolling for days here. I don't see any of that.
1: Yeah. Hopefully you don't. <laughs> hopefully you don't. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's been important to us from day one and, and even on our mailing list, which is very typically like a very, a very strong direct response mechanism from day one, we've always had a Friday email that is just entirely content. Um, and that if you that's want, cool. you can just sign up for that. And we don't put cells in there. We don't, we just give you content, um, and, and give you fun things, um, that we're trying to create for you. Um, so that 's huge right, and that authentic, authenticity, that relationship is really important there um, and then, in the world of Instagram, one of the things that we we saw from day one is that when people got the product, they started sending us photos um, and it was amazing, and they were like the most just the most diverse and ridiculous group of people um, that one you know that 's the fuel for our instagram feed and so if you look at our Instagram feed. For ninety-five percent of all the posts in there, those are customers, um, so and we, okay. wanna customers. We, wanna, we want to showcase customers. We want to, we want to get them on our feed just as much as they do. And so, we feel we get probably a thousand inbound kind of just photos that people are tagging us in, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll reach out and say, "Hey, is it cool, if we if we use this photo, if it's if it's like, you know, ridiculous or has a lot of personality, or, or we think it's going to do well on our feed." And and that's basically. Instagram for us. And so that kind of reciprocity of, of, you know, we're really building that feed with our community. Um, and that, that Instagram, you know, that wouldn't, wouldn't even exist without all of the people in the community. Um, so that's a huge, that's a huge kind of, I love that. um, you know, exchange of value there where, where, you know, they're relying on us to, to be the curators and give them good content. And then we're relying on them to, to send us just ridiculous stuff and, and, and share, and share with us kind of the weekend that they're having um, or that they had or the amazing experiences that they're having. Um, Because as much as we'd like, we can't go do all this amazing stuff that our community can do. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that's really been awesome. And that we did from, from once again, we did from day one. Um, And whether it was through email or our Instagram, we always wanted to showcase kind of the community. Um, And we took that kind of to its farthest extent where uh in 2015 we hired male models out of our community of customers and people who are fans of the brand and uh, those are our those are the models that we use Um, and so if you look at that synchronized swimming video uh, a couple of those guys are just um just you know customers customers that we hired as male models and uh and once again just you know an awesome group of guys and so much personality so much diversity Um, which which is really cool, um and so I think also like that's been awesome for us, and hopefully it's been cool for the community to kind of see that and uh, and get involved in helping us kind of build this this ridiculous this ridiculous thing that we're working on.
0: I love it, man, from the outside here it it's completely inspiring to see a company but selling shorts have this kind of community. I mean, I'm here on Instagram right now. I opened up a picture. It's this guy I can relate to because it's this guy wearing chubby shorts. It's the USA shorts with his son um, at, on a doorstep, and it's obviously a customer. And you even you even at tag the customer here. And it's just they're raising their hands in the air, and then there's a little meme kind of thing uh, up above that it says father-son level expert. And it's <laughs> yeah. like – That connects with me so well. Uh, How do you come up with those sort of meme-related things? I think that's something that obviously is working nowadays in terms of getting shares. I mean, most of the responses here in the comments are people at sharing with their friends. This is us. This is me. And again, there's no mention of the shorts there, but they are obviously there. And because this is the brand, I mean, you're getting all this free exposure it's just it's just amazing who by the way who comes up with those for you guys whoever's doing these memes for you guys i don't know if it's a team or what but they're they're really clever and they're very short but they're just perfect
1: <laughs> yeah that's that, that's that's our our team of content virtuosos um and uh you know that's that's mason phil grant garrett uh bill helm that's that's the team there. Um, and, uh, yeah, those guys. So the, the, the thing there is, is once again, it's like, it's about volume, um, and making sure that you, even if you don't feel inspired or you don't feel like you're going to create this, this whopper of a caption or of a, uh, of a kind of a, you know, top cap that's, that's that kind of meme content, mm-hmm. um, you crank through and you keep writing and you keep trying to, to, to create that content. Um, and, you know, you, you combine that kind of ethic with extremely creative and talented people that is all of those guys that I mentioned, um, and they're gonna output some funny stuff. And that's, that's, you know, that's been what we've been trying to build as core competency across everything, across the videos that we produce, the captions that we're outputting is that we have this, this rigorous edge to, we wanna create the best content out there. We wanna create the funniest content out there. We wanna create uh, content that makes people smile and laugh and be that destination, be that source of that for people, um, and that requires a lot of hard work, and, and that requires us to to be extremely creative and uh, be extremely willing to try different things, try ridiculous things, but also put that volume into it, and make sure that we're we are uh, you know putting out you know for for each one of those that goes out, for example, we'll probably write thirty to fifty captions. Um, and then we edit it down, trim it down. And we're posting three of those a day. Um, and then we post, you know, seven days a week. So there's a lot of writing. That's a lot of captions. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll sing, sing this team's praises, um, you know, all, all day if you let me. But these guys are incredible at doing that. And, and it's, it's really that kind of combination of this creativity, but also the ethic that they put towards it.
0: That's so cool. Uh, Tom, you've given us a good uh, snapshot of just how you've been able to create this amazing brand from a physical product. And I think it's going to be really inspiring for a lot of people to hear this. I have one final question for you before we finish up, and that is, do you have any final pieces of advice for those who are out there who are maybe struggling a little bit in terms of getting their community together, in terms of content creation? Do you have any words of inspiration or even tactics or tips to help them sort of start thinking Uh, a little bit more out of the box and helping them with, with kind of those, those items.
1: Yeah. I'd say just, just, you know, there are plenty of things that you can't control kind of in, in startup life. And there's plenty of things that you, you, that are, you know, that are uh, kind of unchangeable um, that are permanent, but the things that you can control are, are, the most important things are your tenacity So your work ethic, your unwillingness to give up, um, and your constant search for better results and for um, more connection with your audience. Um, And the second is passion. And so finding, you know, and I think those two are interrelated, but finding something where you can spend, you know, 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day, um, cranking on it because you're passionate about it. Um, and where your passion drives you to not accept mediocrity, not accept lower performance. Um, and I think those are the two things that, um, that are often kind of, uh, overlooked and they're, they're things that you can control and you can, you can, uh, find that passion. You can find that tenacity. And those two things, um, will make you learn faster, will make you, uh, iterate better and smarter than your competition. Um, so I'd say just, just really, really, you know, taking that to heart and understanding that. Um, and once you've gone through kind of those, those really grueling early days where you're trying to find product market fit, or you're trying to find a customer base, or you're trying to find a connection with people. Those are the things that get you through that. Um, and so I'd say, yeah, those are just kind of the most important things and the things that kind of, you know, we stress here, um, you know, very, very uh, broadly and, um, you know, frequently. So that's, that's the only piece that I kind of
0: add. Love it, Tom. What a perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much again, everybody. Check out chubbies.com or chubbies on Instagram. Uh, that's where I would recommend you go first. Any, anywhere else people should go and check out some of your stuff?
1: The Facebook. Facebook's always good. Facebook.com slash Chubbies. And then we've got uh, kind of insider looks at the people in the office and the creative team on our Snapchat, which is just Chubbies shorts with two S's in the middle.
0: Perfect. Tom, thank you so much for your time today and the inspiration. And uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's working, man.
1: Awesome, Pat. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you so much. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tom from chubbies.com. If you want to get the show notes, including all the links and the resources mentioned in this episode, or if you'd like to leave a comment, either way, just head on over to the blog. You can go directly to the show by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 269. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 269. Like I said, what an incredible interview. And Tom, thank you so much for your time. And this word of mouth thing, I mean, it really does happen from... Focusing on the community and empowering them and content, like you can see here, even for a physical product, can be a massive game changer for you. So, Love to hear what you think. Again, one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 269. And guys, I really, really look forward to this month with you. We're going to talk a little bit more about physical products. We have an interview coming up with somebody who's going to give us the ins and outs of the sort of manufacturing process and getting prototypes and working with uh, you know, those kinds of things and also shipping and fulfillment and all, those, all that stuff uh, which goes along with physical products. And, you know, as much as I record this episode for you guys to value to your life and help you find answers for the questions you have related to your business, I also interview people specific to things that I'm working on too. Because you know we're in this together, right? And this physical product experiment that I've been working on lately, which is going to dive into the physical product realm and into manufacturing and fulfillment and that sort of thing. You know, all these things. Today's conversation with Tom, next week, uh, next week's conversation with Richie, it's all playing a role in how I will be taking this information and putting it into practice. And hopefully, you can uh, do that with me, or at least follow along. So anyway, more. more. More information about the product experiment on the blog at smartpassiveincome.com and I'll be talking uh, in specific episodes about that much later as we close in on the year and finish up with hopefully what will be a massive Kickstarter campaign. But again, more of that coming soon. For now, keep rocking it. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't subscribed already. And uh, I appreciate those ratings and reviews as always. All right guys, take care and I'll see you in next week's episode. Till then, keep crushing it. Bye, guys.
1: Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.
0: So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today... slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.